0: Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content.
1: Hi there. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. And this week, we're going to talk to you about kingdomizing your why. Now, Sebastian and I had the chance to listen to a very well-known speaker, Simon Sinek, on talking about um, finding your why. And it was very interesting uh, masterclass. We really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, we, we were brainstorming. We were discussing um, at the table recently, and we were talking about what that means for believers and um, you know we know what you know people in the secular world and entrepreneurship are teaching about finding your why and uh, we noticed a few different things that we wanted to uh, address today that we want to talk to you about and i really think that you're going to benefit from it as you are a kingdom believer wanting to impact and grow for god's kingdom so as you know, our content is always revolving around that.
2: And the first thing I think that I noticed when when we were listening to it, it was great. I mean, Simon Sinek is an awesome uh, teacher and speaker, and he was explaining uh, the, the power behind knowing your why and start with why, which was the, the book he wrote that had so much success. Uh, so it was a great interview. And uh, at the end of the interview, I was very enthusiastic. I said, did you like what you heard? She says, oh, yeah, it was really good. She says there was only one problem with it. I was like, what was the problem? She says, did you notice that there's no mention of God in all of this? Well, I said, yeah, but he's a secular speaker. You can't expect him to talk about God. She says, no, I, I know. But here's the thing. What did you notice about the why? What did it remind you of? Well, I said, it reminds me of purpose, knowing your purpose. And she says, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, she says. Did you notice that he didn't use the word purpose not even once, not even to make a comparison, not even to bridge the gap in people's minds as to what a why looks like, what it might be? So I was like, Well, yeah, that is interesting. She says, You know why? <laughs> I said, Well, no, because as soon as you talk about purpose, you have to talk about God. And that got us into a whole discussion. I mean, when we when we bounce stuff each other, we can go on for hours and hours. And and we did. And um, it was really good stuff because I like picking her brain. She likes picking my brain, understandably. I mean, I can't blame her. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I said, okay, you're on to something. Let's check it out further. Let's go check the definition of purpose in the dictionary. Not the Christian dictionary, just the dictionary. And here's what it says. Purpose. The reason for which something is done, created, or for which something exists. Within the definition of purpose, underlined under that definition, as a as a part of it, as a subtle part of it, but of a, a present one, we see that there's a God. So, so you cannot have a purpose without a creator. Exactly. And that was her whole, her, whole, um, her whole argument, I suppose, is that you can have a why without a God, but you cannot have a purpose without a God. And then she said, case in point, Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life, The Purpose Driven Life, the whole book, is about finding your purpose. It's about having a life of meaning and significance and purpose. And she says the whole book, the, the the um, we say this in English, um, the thing that... The
1: determining factor. Well, the,
2: the factor that you find in every single yeah. chapter is that there is a God. And when he created you, it was with a purpose, a purpose. in mind. Yeah. And she says, but when you go with why, and, and that's the thing we're getting at is that in the entrepreneurial world these days, we hear that a lot. Have you found your why? Does your why make you cry? If it doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. Have you ever heard that one? Uh, yeah. And of course, the Simon Sinek's book uh, about uh, Start With Why. So it's a big thing now. And they, uh, the, the secular minds, the secular people and teachers, they prefer using the word why than purpose because, because of what purpose entails, there's a God aspect to it. Purpose is a God thing. It is by a creator for a purpose.
1: And it's without the creator, without God, it's impossible to find your purpose. So they can't teach that because for one, most of them haven't found their purpose through the relationship of knowing God. And not all of them, but some. And um, and it's hard for them to teach that, right? It's hard for them, since they're not Bible teachers, to teach people how to find their purpose through a relationship with God. Because they're talking to a secular audience. And exactly. they are secular themselves.
2: Exactly. And you can teach people to find their why mm-hmm. without even mentioning God once. Yeah. And that's very feasible. So it's, it's been wh- done again and again.
1: Exactly. And it's... So why... Why are you in business? You know, who do you want to help? Why are you doing this? What is your what I call mission statement? You know, why do you get up in the mornings? Who do you want to impact? Right? It's all connected to, to your why, basically. Um, you know, what gets you started in the morning? What gets why you why are you doing
2: what you're doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, the, the, basically, what he was explaining is to use your strengths, um, synced with your why, and therefore you become. A lot more aligned and so instead of um, mentioning the purpose again so he'll say so that will take you to a root yeah so he'll say you know so once you know your why that your why is always the same it's going to take you on a path it's going to take you on a route now in the Christian way of understanding it your why and your strengths that God put there are are basically what gets you started on the journey, which we use the word journey, because we believe that you're in a relationship with God on a journey, on a spiritual journey, to discover more about your purpose. And so it's very important to understand that there are seasons also. Not everybody is going to wake up at 18 and know their purpose, and it'll be the same purpose for the next 45 years, right?
2: Well, it's the same purpose. The purpose doesn't change.
1: But I mean that they'll know that it's that.
2: But the root... The route to walk in it. That, there's all kinds of seasons, right?
1: And the reason God brings those seasons in our lives is to season us. You know, when you say a good seasoned steak, aged steak, or whatever. It's basically because there's so many things that God wants you to learn. And you can't learn them unless you go through different processes and different seasons in in your life to mature you, to be able to... Uh, be this ripe fruit that God can use to make a beautiful wine, if you want. So those seasons are crucial. And, you know, you might have different seasons. And also, when you're in that season, it's not that you're not in your purpose. You're in that purpose for that season. Yes. And it might lead you, you know, to something that you didn't imagine, didn't see. A lot of great Bible teachers have spoken of their... um, success stories and and what God's done in their life in their church and I've heard many many Christian businessmen say the same thing they never imagined they would be at a certain place in their life at 60 something years of age But wow, what a journey, you know, how they learned so many things, they experienced so many things and God brought them through different seasons to learn different things. And now they're they're still in their purpose, but it looks completely different than what they imagined imagined. when they were young.
2: Yeah. And one thing that Simon Sinek did say that I really, really loved, it was that uh, he said basically, when you have found, what is your why? Well, your why is basically you... Doing the thing that you're at your best when you're doing it. Yeah. It was along those lines. And and I I thought that was really genius. I mean, that is exactly when, what is it that you do that when you do it, you, you are as a human being at your best. Yeah. That's your purpose. That's your why. Uh, So I thought that was really, really good. We've got a couple quotes we wanted to share with you guys. Uh, So. Here's the thing we observed, the conclusion that we kind of came to, me and Elizabeth, when we were discussing this whole um, secular why uh, with uh, divine God-given purpose and the differences between both. What we came to the conclusion was this, you can still find your why without God. But you will end up either serving the wrong people.
1: Or serving the right people in the wrong or way. Or
2: serving the right people in the wrong way. Now that's very powerful and you need to think about that. You so can still, I'll repeat still find
1: it. your why we without can. God. But you will end up either serving the wrong people or serving the right people in the in wrong, the wrong
2: way. way. And ultimately you're, you're serving in the wrong kingdom too. But we won't go into that yeah. Theologi- theological aspect, but I think that's the, that's the main crux of it, is that you can find your why, and you can be doing the thing that makes you come alive, doing the thing that you're at your best doing, but you're either uh, doing it for the wrong people, or for the right people, but in the wrong way, so with the wrong, maybe the, the wrong understanding of what you're really doing, and I think that's a powerful thing, see, purpose is a God thing, the reason for it is when we mentioned the, de- the definition of purpose, the reason for which something exists or is created, well, when God made you, he had a specific purpose for you in mind. The same way a, a manufacturer that builds a hammer has a very specific purpose for that hammer. It's the hammer nails, right? It's not the, screw, the, the, the screws in the wall. It's the hammer nails. And that tool will be best used when doing what it was intended to do by its maker. And that's the whole thing about purpose. It has to do with a maker. And another quote that I love is by Os Guinness, uh, teacher and preacher Os Guinness said, there is no calling without a caller. Mm-hmm. And that is so important to remember. And we've we've said that in the past in our podcast, there is no calling without a caller. And you can edge, out, edge God out all you want, and edging God out spells ego. So you can be on that ego trip. You can edge God out all you want, but in the end, no matter how big your why is, it's only going to be a percentage of the whole of your purpose because only God has the whole purpose in mind because he's the maker. So for example, you can never use an iPhone to its highest capacity unless you read and completely understand the instructions. Of course, we, no, none of us reads the instructions. We buy the iPhone, we start right away on it, and we're pretty good with it, right? I mean, I've, I don't have any real problems with my iPhone. I use it pretty well. But if I wanted to use this iPhone to its highest potential and capacity to make sure that it serves me completely and fully the way it was intended by the manufacturer... I would have to read the whole instructions and maybe even memorize them, right? So that's what purpose does, and it's 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 because it's you are made by a maker, and unless you are in Him, you're missing out on your full, full hundred percent potential.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think that um, I want to give you guys examples so that you understand a, a little more clearly. And, um, you know, purpose also intertwines as you get older into significance and building and leaving yeah. a legacy and the most impactful and wonderful legacies that I've seen have been left by men of God. I'll give you an example of, I don't want to name names, but I'll, you'll probably guess who it is. But I was, I was listening to a biography of a certain, uh, real estate mogul. Okay. The person is an entrepreneur, very well known. Um, you know, te- teaches, um, other people how to do real estate and has a lot of his team members working for him in sales. And, you know, he's focused basically on teaching them sales and crafting, uh, that, that, um, uh, that I won't say purpose, but that, you know, job that what they're doing for him and they're really good at what they do. And I was like, wow, you know, he, this man went from nothing and he explains a story, how he was raised, he goes from nothing, becomes this world-class entrepreneur, he's making lots and lots and billions of dollars, and is known uh, to be a real estate mo- mogul. So he's very, very good in real estate, understands real estate really, really well. And he explains when they're talking in an interview, he's talking about a little more about the, that they didn't use the word purpose, but they're talking a little more about Really, what gets to them? What drives them? And he was saying that, you know, the 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 money that he he makes with this, a lot of it goes to uh, a house that he funded for, um, it's like a business that he funded for kids that are, you know, in a poverty state that don't have parents. Uh, you know, they have they're they're roughing it in life. They're alone. And they, they just need food, they need, you know, shelter, they so there's people that take them under their wings and, and help them out and, and give them what they need. So I was thinking, wow, could you imagine if this entrepreneur got saved, became a Christian and decides that he's going to pour in and invest in those young people? And I'm telling you, he was like tearing up because he remembers that when he was a kid, his mom um his mom was trying to make ends meet his dad had was gone <clears throat> sorry his dad was gone and he you know went into poverty no food no nothing and had to you know start like a teenager and basically become somebody and try to make ends meet for his mom so he never wanted anybody else to live that right and so i was thinking you know what if he took that energy and instead of putting it into sales and putting it into real estate and just be becoming the the toppest in his field what like the, the he's he's already the top in his field so mm-hmm. why not use that energy and invest in what makes him cry see what makes him cry is that it's, it's that feeling of when he was a kid that's what makes him tick in reality mm-hmm. good, you know good
2: example and yeah.
1: so what if you would focus on investing your knowledge into those young people and teaching them not hiring somebody else to do it for you you teach them the things that you lacked and the things that you need to know about how to become an entrepreneur mm. and what what do you need to know about because you know sales sales is all of life we have to know how to sell anything all, we're in
2: all of life is sales Yeah. you know
1: so how much more of a legacy can you build by making that huge a huge part of your life to build that legacy so that one day when you die, that lives on. So that's the way Christian entrepreneurs think, kingdom builders think, because they want, they don't want everything to be focused on them because when everything's focused on you, you die, it's over. Yes, you'll have people that will be second in command, but they'll never be the way you did things, yeah. right? So why not be that person that creates this legacy so that it lives on through you and through everybody that you, you put into place for that same uh, purpose and those same values that you want to bring to the world. And we've seen that through many, many, um, you know, big, big uh, named uh, theologians and Christians that have built universities and things, how their legacy has lived on. Uh, through the knowledge that they learned, you know, a lot of great faith teachers and, and stuff like that. So yeah. it just gave me an idea. And another person that comes to mind is another lady. She's an amazing, she's an amazing financial, financial, expert, yeah, financial expert. And expert. she devouts herself to helping people become millionaires. I was like, wow, can you imagine a person like that? That has this gift she understands numbers and investing like no like not many people on this planet so what if she was a kingdom builder and she would focus on just helping Christian leaders to build businesses that thrive to make millions of dollars mm. so that they can be millionaires and impact god's kingdom and do a lot of good right in the right hands a lot of good happens that's mm. yeah you know that's point. what money does and
2: yet, yet this lady she's uh She's more like a new age teacher and yeah. uh, uh, she does a lot of good and she, she, she's helped a lot of people overcome all kinds of money mindset issues. But Elizabeth's right. In the kingdom of heaven, if she were to pour that in other believers or invest that talent and ability she has in the kingdom of heaven, the tremendous difference that it would make to have other believers to come into uh, financial freedom, that so, would be immense. So incredible. that's an
1: example of a person that's in her why. She's wanting to help people. She doesn't want them to starve like she starved. She learned the secrets. She became this millionaire, and she wants others to benefit from that. And I commend her for it, and that's it's great. all wonderful. Yeah. But if you're serving the wrong people, you know, because and I'm not saying that you know, well, secular people don't need to have money. Everybody needs to have but, money,
2: but but the point is, I know what you're saying is like basically she. She is um, maybe she's serving she's the easy. right people in the wrong way. Because again, if you're not in God, if you're not in, entwined with God in His will, then you're gonna you can serve the right people, but in the wrong way as well.
1: Yeah, or you could be using the right gift, the right why, but for the wrong audience. It would have more of an impact if you would teach Christian uh, builders, Christian leaders, to to make millions of dollars and how to do it to build a lot more for God's kingdom because that's what they would do with it.
2: But see, like, and these people would argue, well, I, I don't believe in, in God's kingdom. So I, and I believe, and I know I've seen the fruit of all the millions and millions of people I've helped. And that keeps me fulfilled. And that's where I wanted to get at. When you find your, your why apart from God, and here's the thing. I used to think when I was a youth, but not even a youth, uh, even up to maybe 10 years ago when I would see on TV someone who's very successful, who was secular, who was not a believer, and who was being interviewed saying how happy and fulfilled they feel and how much joy there is in their lives and all that, I used to think, because I was an evangelical backwards thinker, (laughs) that they're lying, can't feel like that, can't have true joy without Jesus. And here's the thing, I was wrong. You can have a great sense of fulfillment and happiness apart from God. Hence, the kind of the trap. Um, it can you can you can have a great and fulfilling life aside from God. I used to think that that was not possible, but I was wrong. And here, that that's the kind of the trap also that some people can f- uh, fall into is that the ultimate thing, right, is for someday. To come before the judge of the universe when and when he asks you that question, are you worthy to get into heaven? It's gonna be like based on nothing else but do you know Jesus Christ? Right. So
1: it won't matter all the works and all, all, how many people you serve. The with Bible
2: calls this a uh, uh, straw. It's gonna be passed through the fire, it's all gonna burn up, and it won't it won't be that 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 leg that kingdom legacy of the king of the universe will not be found within all the work that you've accomplished. Even if you changed lives, even if you helped uh, thousands, even millions of people, it's not going to weigh in the balance, which is kind of a shame when you think about it. Yeah, Wouldn't and, it would be greater if these people, instead of finding their why, would find their purpose in exactly, God.
1: Exactly. And we're going to talk about the the wonderful blessings that we have as believers when we are are saved and we're able to operate knowing our why and fulfilling our purpose for God's kingdom, all the blessings that we have access to. And we're going to talk about the crowns in heaven and um, all those wonderful things that the Bible promises, promises us also one day when we go to heaven. And so that's another aspect when you are secular, when you're working towards your why and you're doing good. And I commend these people for doing good on earth. But unfortunately it says in the Bible that we cannot get in, uh, to heaven through works. Right. And so there has to be that, um, You have to have that relationship with God and know Jesus as your personal Savior, as we know. So, And then all the blessings and everything else you'll have access to and the crowns and all that. And so I just want to end by giving you one example that I think is a very good example of when we're talking about why, seasons, and purpose. There's a man called Gary Cassie. He has a very, very big ministry Um, In the faith movement, he also has a channel on YouTube called Fixing the Money Thing, and um, he's very good at finances. And many, many years ago, he um, him and his wife were very, very broke. Um, They were working for a finance firm. And they were having a hard time making ends meet. They were both saved, both Christians, wondering, you know, why? Why is this happening to us, God? We know we went to Bible college. We know our our theology. We understand that we're supposed to have more. But why is this all happening? And anyway, so he started discovering about the kingdom of God here on earth. And his faith grew. And he, um, he says that the Lord... At, to, basically told him that he should start his own finance company and with his wife and start teaching finances, but doing it God's way and really focusing on helping Christian uh, people that needed to get out of debt. Okay, so it was really focused on Christians and the Lord really blessed them through that. Even if at the time when they started this, they were completely broke, and he said, "I felt like a fool teaching." people about finances and how to get out of debt when i was swimming in debt myself but i knew the right recipe and so i helped people and uh through that blessing um his business flourished and you know about obedience you know we talk about that a lot in our podcast discipline and obedience towards what god is asking you to do Mm -hmm. not versus what you you think of yourself or what uh, you think you can't do god can do all things through you And so that's exactly what he applied and he ended up making a lot of money. He made millions of dollars. His business became very, very fruitful and obviously he paid off all his debts. Now, you know, when he talks about a story, he talks about his purpose and his purpose, um, which he could have thought was that, but it wasn't even when he got to the top of things. His purpose, what he really felt God was calling him to do when that season was over was to teach God, uh, was to teach people, his people, believers, about God's kingdom and how that operates and how your faith works and and all of that. And and so that ignited him. And so he started his own church and started teaching um, kingdom principles and teaching faith. And, and uh, you know, he's been a pillar for many, many years. Believers today. Mm -hmm. So, you see how God took him in one season of his life. Uh, He had to go through those hardships, um, uh, understanding that they were a result of things he wasn't doing right. And then God taught him how to get out of that. And, you know, a lot of Christians, it's like that. They're in a certain situation just because they don't know. The, the right way to get out of it. You know, you can't apply what you don't know, right? Mm. And there's a lot of principles. There's a lot of things that we need to know in the Bible for us to change our lives and our situation. And we'll, we talk about uh, a lot about that in our series that we're doing, The Eight Steps mm-hmm. to Activated Faith. And we uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, we're doing that series free. There's no charge. There's no charge for our Facebook group. So um, I'll post the link from wherever you're listening, so that you can a- access to that uh, Facebook group. And otherwise, you can go to ThrivingOnPurpose.com, and you'll see it on the front page. Yeah. And so all of that is really going to teach you basically how to put those um, f- that activated faith into place to change your situation. Yeah. But to get back to our why, so just to give the example of his story, he ended up being this this uh, well-known pastor. Um, that has a very uh, nice, thriving church, and people are really edified by his um, mission. And, you know, all that, all of that took seasons in his life to get to where he's at now. And now he's had a lot of impact on a lot of believers, on us as well. And, uh, you know, he's like probably uh, in his early 60s right now. So God can bring you. You don't have to always think, you know, I have to figure out my purpose. Like I have to know, you know, what it is like right now and, you know, You have to figure out your why, you have to involve God into finding your purpose and embrace the seasons he brings you in, Uh, you know, learn, get that knowledge you need to activate your faith, to make all of that come alive so that you can move along in your purpose and instead of your root, like Simon Sinek says, where that root is you don't know where it's going you will know where you're going because God will take you every step of the way.
2: Your, he will direct your steps yeah. and He will put a lamp on your path and all that. And uh, of course, it won't show you the whole route up, up to the end, the, the end of the route, but yeah, you're going to know where you're going because the Holy Spirit will guide you every step of the way. And then I had a revelation this week and I was talking to you earlier about it, how uh, one thing that I think is, is helpful in uh, fulfilling your purpose strangely enough, is, is basically, you know, how we always think I'm serving God, I'm a servant of God. But we never, like, if we, ter- if we think in terms of sonship and approaching God as a father, and if we also understand dominion, that he put us on, her- on earth to have dominion, then we understand that when he gave us dominion, he removed himself slightly from that dominion aspect. The earth is still his, everything on it is still his, We're still his, but the way his power and his activity goes upon the earth is through human vessels. So when we understand that, it's kind of neat to think, I've never done that much in my life. I don't think I've ever done it. To talk to God and say, Lord, not how can I serve you today? How can I help you today? Thinking that that God is expecting us to fulfill His kingdom mandate on the earth through our dominion, when you understand how important you are to Him and His fulfilling of all that, then you know you have a purpose, Then you go to Him and say, Lord, how can I help you today? Because, see, I used to think that was blasphemy. I used to think, how dare you think you, tiny worm, can help God? Almighty God? And yet, when you understand dominion and when you understand how he made us and how he made this whole, the earth realm and the human beings on it and he gave them dominion all that, when you understand all that, you understand that you can indeed help God to get his will done on the earth. That's why we pray, Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. It's basically saying, God, use me. Yeah. And and uh, it's kind of neat when you you realize that you can actually, and I'm not saying that, arrogantly. I'm saying that it humbles me to think that I can actually help my Father, my God, my King. I can actually help in His will being established and done upon the earth. So, and, and that's a, that's a kind of prayer. See, there's dangerous prayers. There's the prayers that you know God will always answer, whether you're awkward, whether you don't have enough faith, or whatever. If you ask God, Lord, how can I help you today? Trust me, I'm going to find you something to do. It's like your kids, right? I, I'm, I'm parents. If my kid shows up and says, Dad, I'm bored. Is there anything I can do for you today? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I think it's happened maybe twice in my lifetime, but my kids do that. Oh, yes, there is something. <laughs> Even if I have nothing at the top of my head, I'll say, I'll get back to you in five minutes. <laughs> well, I'll find something for sure. Right, Liz? We find something right. when that happens. Yeah. So it's the same with him when we do that. Uh, Father, well, how can I help you today? How can I serve you is the th- one thing, but serve, serve you, uh, you feel different. When you say, how can I help you? You feel like you're really in partnership with God, and it's just an amazing feeling.
1: Absolutely. So I hope that this uh, podcast, uh, broadcast has encouraged you and be sure to go to thrivingonpurpose.com and join our Facebook group.
2: Join that group. This teaching is amazing. It's going to change your life. This is Apollo Creed and I'm telling you, join (laughs) that group. I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) No, but the the principles, the the things that we teach are really going to make a difference in your life. You're going to love it. We look forward to talking to you in that group. So um, have a great week.
2: Be blessed and thrive on.
0: For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com